And that's why you should never rent a trailer. What's going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. Here in Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. It's Tuesday for us, which is weird. It's weird. Normally we record on Thursdays. Thursday's kind of like our day, but you got stuff. So, I got stuff? Yeah, it's stuff, you know? We just have things. Yeah, It's funny because for the last several weeks, like several weeks, we have not had things. Yes. Um, so. so you have – what do you have coming up this weekend? Well, I have – on Friday, I have a gig with the acoustic duo um, mm-hmm. at the outdoor stage at Odin Brewing here in Greensboro, and that is going to be a bunch of fun, um, uh, except that I keep forgetting that it's coming, and I keep being startled that it's this Friday, and it's none of my instincts are right about that uh, anymore. Um, and then uh, – what? I was going to – no, it was, it was stupid. I keep forgetting. We're going to show this week. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, well, yeah, it, I do. I do. Um, and then, um, because we are headed toward having some dates and having things work, um, we are going to do a rehearsal with the Clanky Lincolns. And uh, Whoa. we're going to talk a little tonight about how we plan to do that and how we plan to manage it. And uh, uh, But I think we got a got a way that's going to be pretty workable. So cool. I'm excited about that. About we you. Can, yeah, we can dig into that a little bit more. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What, um, what you got going on? On the flip side, I've got two gigs. Two gigs. I got one on Friday and one on Saturday. You are a little so, out of two gigs. Yeah. And, and and then I've got gigs the next two weekends in a row. Wow. And then I've got like a bunch of freelance stuff that's kind of popped up. Like it's been weird that I've got stuff going on. That's great. And I'm not like, I'm not hating it, but it's just, it just feels strange. <laughs> feels, foreign i'm with you <laughs> after all this time feels strange yeah i mean um you know we did get a chance to take a little bit of a break before the i mean the next week next three weeks are gonna be fairly crazy so we did jaunt up to gatlinburg and stay in a in an rv park in, in a in an rv that we were renting sweet um which was an adventure the kids loved it and you know i mean that that part of the Country is gorgeous. Uh, we were up, you know, Great Smoky Mountains, um, just outside of Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge, right next. Like we we could see Dollywood, sure, um, but we did not go. Did you do any uh, of the touristy Gatlinburg Pigeon Forge stuff? I mean, we did some. So we were kind of dealing with the bands of Hurricane Delta, like yeah, floating through. So um, anytime the sun was out or the rain had stopped, we were you know trying to get some stuff in. Um, I would say the touristy thing, the two touristy things that we did that were like super touristy were we went to the, the um, like the movie car museum, like in downtown Gatlinburg, sweet, which was pretty sweet. Like they had, if we're just talking about music things, um, they had, uh, they had a Cadillac that Elvis owned. They had a Mercedes that Michael Jackson owned. Cool. They had one of, um, let's uh, Dolly Parton's. Uh, Cadillacs. They had a uh, they had a Cadillac that Paul McCartney owned. Cool. So there were some music things, but I mean, as the the '80s kid that I am, they had you know one of the stunt DeLoreans from Back to the Future. They had one of the original um, uh, Ecto ones from the Ghostbusters Very series. Nice. Very nice. Uh, but then they had like cool stuff like Dracula from uh, <laughs> the Munsters and Christine. Good. And like it was it was it was neat. That's good. There's a lot for anyone who is not familiar with that part of. The country um it's it reminds me a lot of like 
downtown Orlando or parts of Vegas or um, Wisconsin Dells, same kind of like intensely touristy sort of um, very not unique, real life. Not no, not at all real life. Very very um, uh, in, in, a lot of go karting stuff there. Yeah, multi absolutely. multi level go kart sort of courses and things. Um, it reminds me of um, the the spring break episode of The Simpsons where they go to Branson, Missouri. <laughs> and so we're Branson, Missouri. My dad says it's like Las Vegas if Ned Flanders ran it. Right. That's yeah. what it. That's what it feels. It's kind of like. like that. Yeah. But we did go to um, went to a place called Old Red, which is um, I can't think of his name now. Uh, Mary DeGrant Stefani, Blake Shelton's Blake Shelton, uh, yeah. bar, grill, music venue. The venue itself is gorgeous. It's mm. like two stories. With the stage, with the back line, full line array, you know, Midas board. Like they had some, I think they're doing like solo acoustic acts right sure. now. But, um, and we stayed outside, so we weren't even around where the music was. Um, but yeah, no, we, it was, it was great. Very cool. If you've never been, you should go just to say you went. Yeah. And maybe no, nothing else. Yeah. I do some go-karting. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. You can definitely do that. Um, so yeah, so Friday I've got... Um, I'm playing in the alleyway of a restaurant, uh, right by my house. And then on Saturday I'm playing at the winery. Um, also not very far from my house. So in town, Alpharetta, uh, easy load in very low stakes, acoustic gigs, Cool. uh, in preparation for a wedding and uh, a private party the following weeks after that. So higher stakes. Yeah. yeah. But like this is, this, these gigs kind of feel like the, um, the wedding gig I did in Alabama before the members only gig where I like, mm. I got a chance to kind of stretch my sea legs and kind of get a feel for the things I want to do. I'm going to try to onboard a bunch of material over the next couple of days so that I have some more to work with at the other events that are paying me significantly more money. Yeah. So yeah, good. That's the plan. Good. I like that plan. So yeah. Um, can I talk about my, my big, my, my BKE, my big Karen energy? That I had to do the other week? Yes, please. So this this is band related, I promise. Um, so we were eating... This was this was a, a few weeks back. I kind of had to push it because we had really more interesting things to talk about. <laughs> but this was something that um, I think is relevant to our audience in a big way. And um, it's kind of a cautionary tale, which I kind of feel like we're doing a lot of. We're seeing a lot of people not <laughs> doing the things that we think they should do. And you know, telling you guys about it. So, um, this was on probably like a Sunday. We decided that we were going to go take our, our boys to go eat at a, at a restaurant close by, um, that had outdoor seating. And it's kind of in our downtown area, which is surrounded by other restaurants and shops and all that kind of thing. And it's a very lively, you know, active scene. Um, and so when we got there, the uh the venue was playing like house music over the pa but there was literally a band playing maybe less than 100 yards from us mm. at another restaurant so there was we actually told them to turn the house music down so that we could listen to the band play because nice. they were kind of the predominant thing that we could hear like why fight it yeah and it was just kind of annoying to hear two things at right. once right. um and it it became kind of clear that the band was doing this kind of like weird mix of like late nineties to like early two thousands, like stoner pop. I don't really know how <laughs> else to describe it. Like, but like Jack Johnson and incubus and, <sighs> and that kind of thing, um, which was fine for what was going on. But 
about three songs into it, again, I'm sitting at, at an outdoor venue at like 4.30 on a Sunday afternoon in the middle of like a metropolitan area with families and stuff walking around. Um, they start playing a Sublime song that has a bunch of less than great lyrics. And, you know, immediately when it, as they start playing it, I mean, I like the song, but I'm like, what are they going to do here? What I got? No, it's the first song off of the self-titled, it's the we uh, Garden Grove. Okay. We took this trip to Garden Grove. Um, but like, yeah, there's a bunch of F-bombs and yeah. other stuff in there. And, you know, I, I do Santeria and I do what I got. Yep. There's some F-bombs in yep. those. Yep. And you just kind of work your way around them. Mm. Uh, these guys didn't. Huh. And so I'm sitting there with a five-year-old and a 10-year-old hearing these guys uh, cuss their faces off uh, again in the middle of On a, a Sunday afternoon. On a Sunday afternoon, surrounded by other people. <laughs> and you know what I did? You sat there politely and took it. I did not. Oh. I, I put my napkin down and I got up and I walked to the restaurant across the way and I said... I want to talk to your manager. <laughs> wow. All right. Like I said, BKE, big yeah, Karen energy. Yeah. And um, I, the the guy at the front deal was like, well, how can I help you? I was like, I'm I'm not, first of all, I'm not dining at your establishment, but um, I am uh, across the way and I can hear the band that's playing on your patio and they're saying a bunch of crap in front of my kids yeah. that I don't appreciate. Yeah. And I don't, understand why you are letting it happen. And, um, weirdly enough, the host who I was speaking with at that moment was like, yeah, I'm a musician too. I don't understand why they're doing this and I'm not going to interrupt them during this yeah. song, yeah. but I'm definitely going to make sure that they understand what they're doing is wrong. And I couldn't hear all that happened afterwards, but they made like a snide comment that somebody had complained about them. Okay. Well, and I was that like, you know, Amber almost like mama bared her way <laughs> over there. She probably could have, you know, <laughs> taken that guy's saxophone and put it somewhere. Yeah. Um, but I was like, it's not worth it, you know, and, and they, they, it's not like they were killing it. You know, they were doing these passable covers and not, you know, but they were also doing it in like a totally belligerent way uh, to maybe five to ten people on their patio. Right, right. While simultaneously pissing off the five other restaurants within, you know, a, a hundred yard radius. It's not good business. No, it's not. It's not good business. And it's a great restaurant and it really bummed me out. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know what what happened, but like part of me w wanted to like drop them like a nasty Yelp review, mm. uh, but I didn't, and I think it was just kind of. But like the thing, as a as a musician, it made me even more mad, right? Because I know what they could have done, and then they just didn't. Right. They just chose not to. Right. Right. Well, they didn't take any con anything in any of the context clues. They didn't. Yeah. Do any sort of self reflection. They didn't do any sort of you know, reading the room or, or any, all the things that we talk about like week in and week out. They're just like, who cares? Whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's just another expression of, of a, uh, you know, a band being indulgent, you know, a band mm -hmm. just doing it their way just cause they want to, and not being 
um, aware of who they're playing for or the context they're in or, you know. Right. And, and, and if I had my kids out at, let's say, 9 o'clock at night. Totally different story. And I heard that, that would be my fault. Exactly. Because I put my family in a situation where they might be subjected to things because it's a different scene. Right. In that area. Right. But not at 4.30 on a Sunday. Yeah. And yes, I do eat dinner at 4.30. Um, <laughs> I'm just in that season of life yeah. where well, if we don't eat early, things get messy. No, so. I'm with you about that too. So if you're a band, like rem- remember that you are in the customer service industry and, um, you know, the, that host didn't deserve to get chewed out, but some like a series of things got messed up from the management side of the restaurant yeah. that landed in his lap. Yep. And, you know, he should be mad at everybody up the chain including the band for put having to put him in that situation. Cause I didn't feel great doing it. I don't, I'm not, sure. I'm not one of those people. Right. I'm so not a, uh, <laughs> a conflict, like positive person. I, I, I avoid conflict like the plague. And, um, but I, I, I felt like, you know, they, they went too far. Sure. And, um, hopefully whatever I said, stop them and, you know, they won't do it again. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying, though, about it being kind of extra offensive because we know better. Exactly. You know, it's like, you know, seeing seeing your job being done badly, let alone that the bad work Im- impacts me, right? The, like the, right. the shoddy workmanship I'm observing is like yeah. just offensive as well. So like, and here's the, here's another thought that I had, you know, part of the issue with live music right now is that um, some people you and I are great examples of it aren't necessarily doing it yeah, because of reasons. Yep. And it, it's kind of the, the competition argument that, um, because certain musicians of a certain caliber aren't willing to put themselves at risk that it's opening up to other vendors for let's sure. say or bands for sure that wouldn't necessarily get those kinds of yeah. gigs otherwise yeah and then they're showing why they shouldn't be doing them yeah yeah so. i mean you know the most terrible thing to say is that they're less seasoned they don't have the um it's you know you're not born reading a room that's 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 a developed skill sure but like based on the the like era of music they were playing like they were my age yeah because they were playing the stuff that I heard at bars in, in co- when I was in college. Doesn't mean they're mature ago. performers, though. That, it, that's a different no, thing. No. You know, it might it might just... But, like, I just don't understand how you can objectively play seven songs in a row about getting high <laughs> in an open-air venue at a restaurant. Yeah. Like, I... Yeah. Sorry. So... Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> now no, I'm, all, I'm now feeling I'm all, the like, Karen energy. It's it. really it's it's strong. Yeah, it's, yes, I'm feeling the waves. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Good. Well, don't do that. Don't don't do that. that Whatever they did, don't do. That would it. be a don't do. And now a word from our sponsor. Um, this episode's brought to you by Don't Do That. <sighs> we don't have any sponsors. We don't have any sponsors. <sighs> anyway, well, let me talk a little about then um, um, uh, what I'm. What I'm up to this week. 
Would you please? Please talk about something else. <laughs> Save you from this, this thing. I just don't want to talk about I know, it. So I know. I know. Just listen. And, and now you've done your piece. You've shared about it on the podcast and you can now leave it in the past. Yep. We're done. <sighs> Good news. So, um, so yes, gig on Friday with, uh, with Taylor, the acoustic duo, and we don't rehearse anymore and we, all of our stuff's just in our muscle memory and it's all fine. Uh, but the clanky Lincolns and I have not seen each other since literally end of February. Um, and, um, really not talked much either, which is a, which is, that's been tough too. Um, so we've been thinking about how to get back out there and I am, uh, I have shown myself to be, um, either the most concerned about getting back out there or married to the most concerned <laughs> band or spouse. Spouse. Yeah. 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 It's it, okay. It's a tight rope. I got to walk, you know, frankly, just to, to manage the concerns around my home and manage the desire to get back out there. I'm, I'm, I'm on that teeter totter, right? It's a lot. It's a lot. And so, um, as I was talking to Odin about dates and he wants to have us out there and we still don't quite have the date dialed in cause we're now out into November and it might be getting cold and we maybe just get a little closer to it and see. But we said for sure, we don't want to go wing it. Not after nine months of not playing. So, yeah. um, how are we going to rehearse? We have the rehearsal space, but it's enclosed, um, mm-hmm. and indoors. And, um, <laughs> I preempted anyone else's conversation about that by just saying, I'm not, I don't feel good about that. Yeah. Um, so what we're going to do is a rehearsal in my backyard and it's okay. going to be a silent rehearsal. So if anyone's unfamiliar with this, one of the beautiful things about having a band that is all on in-ears and has a drummer that has an e-kit, electronic kit, is that yep. you can just turn off the mains and practice silently in just in-ears. And yep. um, I sometimes, no. when we do that in the storage unit, I feel funny because I realize at some point that anybody walking past in the hall hears the flapping of the drums and me singing at full volume. Yep. Which is odd uh, for them. Not for me, except in that moment when I'm realizing it and then I forget that again. So anyway, we're going to do that in my backyard, all spaced out. Okay. And um, I think it's going to be great. I'm super excited to see the guys again. Um, I've literally <laughs> copied our set list from our last show into a new set list called Practice, just because it's a good place to start. It was the last stuff we had stood up. Um, I had to remind myself some things. Uh, um, um, the lead line from Float On, I couldn't... Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. I had to go find it. I didn't, I didn't have it in my hands anymore. Yeah. Um, a few other things like that, but, uh, yes. Yeah, so the Lincolns, the Lincolns shall ride again in my backyard and it's very, very exciting. And that's happening on Thursday, Thursday right? which is why we're doing this tonight on Tuesday. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, if the, you know, we, we've talked a lot about in ears and it was one of the things that actually I was like, Hey, you, you probably should do this. And you're like, I don't know. Yeah. I was uncertain um, when we started this. I'm yeah. entirely sold. I'm wearing them now. Yeah. Um, yeah, entirely sold. Well, and the, and just the rehearsal flexibility, like it gives you the, uh, you know, the ability to do this wherever, yeah. you know, we can do it in our basement, uh, while the kids sleep upstairs. And again, all they hear is a bunch of slapping and then the weirdest acapella group right. of all time, right. um, singing over it. So it, yeah, if it's something that you are on the fence about, stop, just get off that fence. Yep. Just, just do it. You can do it. It's so for from a rehearsal standpoint, it is so much more affordable than it it you know than you may think. Yeah. You know, if everybody's hardwired, um, you can get a headphone amp, um, like a Behringer secondhand for fifty seventy five bucks. Yeah. Get some extension cables and plug it into either your existing mixer or one of the cheapy, you know, Behringer mixers. Sure. 
uh, our full my full rehearsal rig costs less than three hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, and that's with that's that's six in ear mixes. Yeah, and then by the way, you don't need to have. Um, you can prove the case for yourself with earbuds you already own. You do not have to buy special fancy in ear monitors to just demonstrate that it's a thing. Um, yep. So, I mean, all it, it, it was a surprise to me when I realized that in ear monitors are just headphones. They're just headphones. They're kind of fancy. I mean, they're really, they're really nice headphones. They're really, really nice headphones. They're just headphones. They're just headphones. In fact, they have some that have a mic on the cable. You can use them with your phone. That's a thing. Um, And I would do that because my custom molds, like, they're amazing. I don't feel them. They they feel like nothing in my head. Um, I will say this. um, Doing a three-hour gig for the first time with them in, definitely, you can feel them by the end of the night. For sure. Like, I woke up the next day and, like, my canals were, like... Uh, uh something, something was in me. Doing? Yeah. Yeah. And well, I, you, know, you, you uh, get like all the weird pressure against the back as the cables are pulling. Cause you're, you've got your guitar on, you're taking it off and you're moving around and just all the things. I will that, also say, um, I did not leap into them full time as I was getting used to them. I had to, plus, you know, I'm also running the mix. I'm, I'm, I'm mixing us from the stage. So mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily trust the house to still sound good when I'd only heard my own mix for half an hour. So I was yeah. always popping in and out of them and just checking out the room too. And and now, um, now I trust the front of house to just stay put, um, unless somebody's giving me weird looks or something. Um, and then you know, then when I take my in ears out, it's like, oh god, it sounds so echoey and so weird. It's, it's a completely different mix and sound and feel in the big room. And and that is the other part of it is is to um, it, it can it can the soundstage can feel really small in your in ears. It can feel very. Yeah in your head. And it is. Um, so sometimes you'll be playing along and the whole room will be bopping. It'll sound like there, it, it, there'll be a weird disconnect between the audience's reaction and what it sounds like is happening. Sure. Um, that was another thing to get over for them, but well, I'll say this, um, doing the, the big socially distant thing that we did, uh, it, it actually made up for the fact that people were far away and we mm-hmm. couldn't hear them. Right. So, you know, we were on stage and, and, and it's, it felt big and it, it, it sounded big. Um, and I did, I popped it out and it's like, ugh, yeah. like it sounded really weird. Yeah. And then there was like this weird situation where like the drums were on the stage. It was the only live instrument on this, one of those like portable trailer kind of stages. Yeah. But something in the way that something was tuned or the way where it was sitting on the stage, it was like ringing the stage Ugh. every time he hit something. Wow. So there was there was feedback on stage, but there were no speakers. It was literally just the the frequency of the stage was just kept getting something wrong anytime about he the stage played. was ringing sympathetically with a drum. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It was really bizarre. That is interesting. And it, again, it was one of those things where I was like. Huh? Nope. Yeah. Nope. I'm no, good. Going back in. I'll tell you, here's another special case. Um, Justin and I have wireless mics and we roam a lot as we're singing. And Justin is pr- prone to go far. He'll he'll go, you know, hang out at the bar and mess with people in the, in the venue. Um, before we got him on in-ears, you could tell how far he was by how lagged his vocal was behind the timing <laughs> of the band because he yeah. was he was singing in time from where he was, but he was... 50 feet away. So it was lagged right. by, you know, a beat and a half or something. Um, with, when he's on in-ears, he's locked in exactly. Right. So it's, that's not a thing. Um, it's just a, not something you think about until you have a lead singer who likes to go walk about. Yeah. That's gotta be s- such a weird thing. Like to think about when you, when you, when everybody's operating on a click, but 
you're further out, yeah. like we're like you're you're playing in sync with one another, yeah. but like what does that actually look like yeah. with the latency no, kind it's, of compensated it's built like in? Relativity, man. It's like who's who is the tempo? Drummer will tell you the drummer is for sure. Um I don't know. It's it's interesting. But in ears solve the whole thing. Put you right online yep. and it's perfect. Yeah, I mean at this point if you're not doing it, like just just do it. Yeah, try it once. It's yeah, there's the the reasons not to are are now much, 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 much shorter yeah. than the reasons to jump in. Yeah. Well, I am I'm super stoked that you're gonna get to do that. Um, you know, I said the week before that getting to play with those guys was like the best night of my year. Right. Um, and, and when you have, um, the cognitive, like you're aware of the fact that like this may be it, like it, it'll give you the, the opportunity to appreciate it way more. Sure. And one thing that I, I noticed that, well, it wasn't that I noticed it. Everybody noticed it cause they, they talked about it was that because we hadn't, we hadn't done it in so long. I was really kind of Zen about the whole thing, which I'm mm. not, like that's not that's not me um but because it was all the the a guys and i knew that you know everybody could handle their business like it was very like low stress and i was able to just like be there and like just enjoy it which is again just kind of a weird refreshing thing yeah and i hope it lasts i don't know if it will you know there there's plenty of other things that we've got to figure out did i tell you that our bass player is leaving no okay um so our, our bass player, who's been a friend of mine for 20 years at this point, um, is a film guy. He, he's like the promo videos that we do and like some of the other stuff he's, he's edited those. He edited the, um, the, uh, I believe in a thing called love deal. So he's, that's his, his specialty on top of being just a really fun, energetic bass player. Got an offer, um, to teach filmmaking in LA. Wow. And right now he's doing it. He's, he's got the job. He's doing the job. He's doing it remotely because California's in lockdown. There's no reason for him to go there. Um, but that's not necessarily going to be the case for long. So, um, we're trying to figure out what to do with that. Um, and I've got a couple of cool ideas. I got some stuff that we can, I'm, I'm considering and, you know, I've got to talk to some people and see if it's, see if it's feasible. But, um, I think we might be bringing on, like, I might be able to offload the music director position mm. from myself for the first time. That'd be good. And, you know, give somebody else the stuff. To so a, be a, one is that because of the bassist, the particular bassist you have in mind? Mm-hmm. See, good. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he, he's a production guy. He's actually, you know, and he's worked with us before. And I think if we have the right, I think, I think we can offer some, interesting things for each other um, if he's game for it. So we haven't quite hammered that hammered that down, but um, if it does happen, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Well, it sounds like it's a big step up for, for your old guy and um, you know, onward and onward and yeah. upward and interesting word for the band. So <laughs> I know a lot of other, like the, the thing is that he's, he's like, he's a hired gun. He plays in a lot of bands. And so I've been able to talk to other friends of mine who are band leaders that he also plays mm. for, and I was like, well, what are you going to do when Mike leaves? And uh, one of the guys was like, find him a better job in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever I can do to, uh, to keep him here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, yeah, it's, it's, 
I am super, super happy for him. And it's the end of a, an era because I think the lineup that we we've had the past couple of years has been really, really solid. And it's very much because of, you know, what he's able to do on that side of the stage. So. Oh, well, God bless. Right. But yeah. yeah. And again, this is the best time for something like this to happen because I totally. don't have. Yeah. Plug a bunch of holes now. Yeah. No, if you had a full calendar, that would be a whole different story. Yep. Yep. Well, that's all I got. Uh, I have one other thing that I thought of. So, Oh, um, yeah. You got some gear talk, don't you? Gear talk. I do. I'm going to get to that in just a sec. There's one other, uh, one other well, kind of fun thing. Blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, no. Well, what's the opposite of gear talk? <laughs> Hot Greg. Um, <laughs> um, so the industry I work in, real estate technology, uh, mm. we travel a lot. We go to a lot of conferences. There's conferences, just just, con- just conferences and conferences and conferences and conferences. Just drowning in conferences. Just It's conferences all the way down. And um, and there's one that is very relevant to the, the, the work that I do that is uh, yep. about data standards. And it's actually two of them a year. And um, so the second one in a row that will be done virtually is happening toward the end of this month. And they decided – they try to do themes because – the person who's throwing it needs to make it more complex to justify their paycheck, I think. <laughs> so the theme this year the, for this this one is music. And okay. um, so my product sponsored a couple of things, and we got to submit uh, um, in the swag pack that is apparently coming in the mail to me. We have sponsored a notebook that looks like a record, and it's got nerdy jokes on it. Um, uh, that you wouldn't get unless it's real estate, you're a real estate person, but to whatever. Rock me public records. Mm. Uh, yeah, nerdy, real estate jokey, uh, but about music. And then they reached out to everyone who's registered to say, hey, we want to talk to our musicians. So we got a musical plan. And so um, <laughs> what they asked us all to do was a cover of On the Road Again. Okay. Willie Nelson, because we can't wait, apparently, to get on the road again. And, um, so it'll be interesting. I, I did one that was vocal with rhythm on top of the karaoke track. Um, mm-hmm. And then one that was lead guitar through it and then a solo. And uh, so it'd be fun to see that put together. It turns out that some of my customers and some other people I've worked with uh, in the industry are one, it turns out as a bassist one, it turns out as a really great guitarist. Um, and I don't know what the other, uh, the other people who are participating do, but it seems to me like next time we should find a drummer, put a band together there and do. There you go. Right. Should be the, Real estate tech nerd all stars, like you know, our buddies do with the, the Mac, uh, Mac world. Yeah, shout out to Timothy and Will for tuning into the live stream. Thank you guys for uh, dropping in. Timothy and Will, there they are. So, yeah, that sounds like fun. I think it will be. Well, uh, I'll let you know how it, um, how it turns out. It's, it's gonna be interesting. Them cutting, like, I'm sure some of the submissions are gonna be like a guy with a guitar, yep, and then me over a karaoke version, you know. Uh, it just it'd be an editing challenge, I think, for them. But yeah, whatever. They're, so they're not doing it with like any sort of like universal like through line, no click, no guide no. track, nothing like that. No, no. We all sort of agreed we were going to keep it in the same key and the same tempo. But it, good luck. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Mine will be certainly the most, probably the closest to the to the original, just because I'm yeah. working off the track. 
Yeah, I um, I did fire up Logic and tried to record some vocals for a cover thing and then just lost interest. And <laughs> I need to get back to it. Yeah. It's just, again, this has been like a super crazy set of weeks. Right. And so I, I started it and then I was like, I really need to dig into this and I don't have time. So it's just back burner for the time being. Yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, so you, we want to, we want to well, talk about. Yeah. You know, the, so there's just the one piece of gear that, that we just want to want to mention is um, because I have a pre, a pre-order in for it. Um, is the neural quad cortex. Yeah. And for the, uh, the people at home who don't know what that is, can you, I mean, if you're a guitar player, you've been obsessed. You've heard about it. Yeah. So, So, um, if not, uh, neural is a company that does, uh, plugins for, for, for digital audio workstations, plug guitar, particularly, uh, effects plugins. And they've pretty, they lean pretty hard toward metal. Um, But they're really, really good, really, really well thought of, really excellent plugins. Um, and they're bringing out their first piece of hardware, which is a floor pedal that looks pretty much like a, um, it's, it's kind of gorgeous, actually. It's really well designed and beautiful and looks like mm-hmm. it's built like a tank. Um, yeah. and has all of their plugins in it and a bunch of other things. Um, and it is, if I've done the math right, at least twice as powerful just in terms of raw processing power as a helix. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty exciting. It's a, it's, it's going to be, um, interesting. The way that they did the the pre-order was you put $200 down to hold a place in line, which then would be when it came time to ship, either pay the rest or it's refundable. So I had $200 that I could park with them to have a place in line in case this thing turned out to be amazing. Um, sure. What they have not done yet really is show good audio samples of it. They've shown some things that have been good. One of the features of this thing is um, it does – what's the term for it? It's not what a camper does, not sampling. It's um, it's a similar – It's well, they. I've heard it called profiling. I've heard it called capture. Yeah. I've heard it. Yeah, so it, it basically you set up a line out to your amp and speakers and a mic from your amp uh, from your speaker your cabinet to the device and it blasts some noises through it and listens to what your rig does to those noises and builds a model of your rig. Um so you could leave your amp at home and this device would essentially be your amp. And um they had a great video of some really great players like and they were a being them. They were switching back and forth between their setup and the captured version from the device. And these players yeah. are like, yeah, I don't, I can't tell when you're doing that. It's, it's, it's are you doing that? I, I can't even make out which one is what, if, if it's real or if it's Memorex. And, um, so that's pretty exciting. I don't really have a rig that I'm, you know, attached to, to model, but, um, yeah, but it's a, it's a powerful feature for people who do. And for people who are sort of, um, th- that, has put inertia on their moving into the modeling world. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting piece of piece of kit and, um, it ships next month sometime. Okay. So, so you're, you're going to give it a go. I reckon. I mean, I, uh, I, th- I have a sneaking suspicion that having one and not wanting it is going to be an advantageous position. Yeah. Better than wanting one and not having it for sure. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, especially they're they are um they're probably going to run 
short. They're going to fill the pre-orders. They are pre-selling on, on, um, Sweetwater as of about a week ago. Um, but they will certainly, certainly get in short supply at some point. And, you know, if I was sitting on one that I didn't love and I was, you know, felt no need to move to it from my helix, then, you know, it could move on from me. That'd be fine. Yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of where I'm at is that, you know, the, 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 Quadcortex kind of looks like a cross between the Fractal FM3 mm-hmm. and the HX Stomp, um, and maybe a little bit of the, um, uh, not the amplifier, the uh, the touchscreen one, the uh, uh, head head headspace headspace. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a mix of the two, or a mix of the three of those, as far as like hardware and UI. Yeah, it's very similar to the Helix and UI. Um, well, but, but it, it has a very large multi-touch screen. That's the main interface right. to it is a touch screen. So right. that's pretty slick. So I, I'm, yeah, I'm definitely curious in what it sounds like. Like as far as neural DSPs plugins, they're all ridiculous. Um, I've heard the ones that they've done with, uh, Tosin Abasi yeah. and, uh, Nolly get good. Yep. Uh, his sound really cool, yep. but, but they also, I think they released one with Corey Wong. Um, the guy from, uh, no, I get the, uh, Wolfpack. Uh-huh. That's super like dry, clean, whatever. So yeah. kind of shows the range that they're able to pull off. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the, the Sweetwater demo had really, really great metal sounds. Um, and then some pretty darn nice cleans. What I use is somewhere in the middle. I use like a crunch yep. into uh, like a, like a dirty distortion. Um, and so I haven't heard good demos of that. And, and I, I might feel like I need to, before I pull the trigger on the full purchase, I trust that they will come out with that. They, you know, enough, yeah. enough people. It's just a, enough of a basic that this thing needs to be able to do that. That they'll probably. Demo yeah, I that. think. I mean, yeah. In my case, like, I'm somewhere between like a like a pushed Fender yeah. Deluxe and then maybe like a JCM 800 or like a Plexi kind of sound. Right. And then for some of the other stuff, I've got like I've got a well, like one of the Rev like red channels just for <laughs> wide open. You know that hair metal crap. Yeah. So yeah, I. I I am to say that I'm morbidly curious is, you know, an understatement, but I, I don't know. It, w- I don't know what would have to happen um, in that market for me to jump ship at this point, you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, the only reason, well, the reason this thing caught me, eye, my eye is just because of it's processing power. There've been some times that my one preset that I work in all night with my helix got overgrown and got CPU bound and needed to be, pruned down into more than one and that's just good yeah. hygiene you know it's not it's not really the device's fault it's yeah. I'm, I'm misusing it but this thing will take any layout you throw at it it's got way more processing power than 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 you'd ever need um, until it won't and, and then it'll be until like, not yeah, that's, right. that's right that's right i need the quad cortex 2 coming out in 18 months well like and the and, the, and boss just released kind of like their take on the the yes. hx stomp yes. form factor as well yes and I didn't, I heard it. I wasn't like the, on paper, it's, it's impressive. It can take 24 blocks. And, um, but I didn't think it necessarily sounded any better. And right. you can only do 16 spots for impulse responses, which is in like, seems like super low for me. Yeah. I mean, a Helix does 256, right? Yeah. It's like a, a ridiculous amount. And, and I, I do have a bunch of different IRs that I use, huh. you know, I, I, without even like, without even like, being super picky, like I'm, I'm at least 25, 30 deep that I use on a regular basis. So like, I don't, I don't, that doesn't even yeah. kind of hit that. Yeah. So, yeah, I will say overall, 
in my live life, I'm not mm-hmm. a tone snob. I, I think you get pretty close and that's pretty close. Um, but I like to futz with things. I like to have too many controls. Now the helix has been satisfying that way for me. I like the big board when I'm, when I have more time to mess with things, mm-hmm. but like the, the stomp has just been like a godsend. Right. And I need to go in and I need to tweak some stuff and like move some stuff around. But as far as the sounds that I get out of it, I'm like, hundred percent pleased. Yeah. Like I yeah. very rarely am I going like, man, I wish I had a couple more blocks and I know that a couple more blocks are coming, but like, yeah. I, I just need like a workable, like rhythm tone. And I got that in spades yeah. on that device. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well that, um, that is the extent of what I really wanted to talk about gear wise. Cool. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else to talk about uh, other than, you know, just getting back into the acoustic world super fun and i i may actually just i may use my prs because i've i did get a really great sounding um callings impulse response pack from uh worship tutorials and um as well as like a like an acoustic patch that's got like really nice sounding delays and and stuff and i played at the wedding i played my prs through it and it sounded really really good so cool i may just do that yeah and actually the front of house guy was like oh wait i didn't realize that you switched <laughs> i was like okay can't be mad at that. Yeah, very nice. That song's, I mean, that guitar's way easier to play. Anyway, um, guys, thank you so much for tuning in this week. I just wanted to do uh, something that might be, you know, incentive for people to uh, participate. But I I think we should do this. I think we should get into the habit of doing this. But I'm going to read a review that one of our listeners left us on, uh, on Apple Podcasts. So if uh, you want to be featured on the show, uh, you can do so by leaving a reading and a comment so let's see this one was actually posted on friday um five stars off to a good start witty and helpful was the name of the uh the review dan and adam want to see their listeners succeed at whatever level they play the cover band game at if cover band life is your hobby or profession this show has something for you so thanks to ka smith 81 for dropping us that review um if you could do that for us as well that would be super helpful it helps uh raise our awareness level in the search fields because let's be honest spotify apple they're not really doing us a whole lot of promotional favors with the podcast we're giving this stuff out for free they're not even helping us we're just you know we're just out here just cranking them out 124 episodes here we are that's right um another way that you can help us and uh, spread awareness is to share these episodes on your social media. So if uh, if you find one that's super helpful and you think it would be beneficial to other people, share it on Facebook, tag us, um, tag the guest if you liked a particular interview. Just make sure that you are putting it out there. We could really use uh, the you know kind of spreading the love. Yep. Uh, we just surpassed one thousand members Woo-hoo. in our Facebook group. Sweet. That's a huge milestone for us. Um, and, and up to, we haven't really had to deal with a bunch of bull crap either. That's in right. It, that's right. Minimal, minimal bull crap. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, that's, that's testament to, uh, our audience and the people that contribute to, uh, the forum. And it's just, it's been, it's, it's great. It's great. I don't know what else to say about that's it. That's great. It's awesome. It's awesome. So guys, thanks again for tuning in and for your continued support. If you would like to support us, you can do all the things that Dan's about to say as long as the uh, track fires. It does. But if uh, all else is done, I'll go ahead and for call uh, for this week. From Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. From Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. You have been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, episode 124. Have an awesome week, guys and gals. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. 
If you want to help us, be sure to share us with your friends, follow us on social media, and if you haven't already, please leave a review for us on the podcast platform of your choice. Facebook.com slash CoverBandConfidential, Instagram at CoverBandConfidential, and Twitter at CoverBandConfid. If you have any questions, please email us at CoverBandConfidential at gmail.com and consider supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com slash CoverBandConfidential. And for more info, check out www.CoverBandConfidential.com.